pee, I smell something in the air, and it smells like May Madness to me because we are now at the best weekend in the college lacrosse world. It is the opening round of the men's tournament. We have four games on Saturday. We have three games, four games on Sunday. We have Taylor Swift concert all weekend long in Philly. But before we get into this, it's episode 16. There's 16 teams left. How are you? I'm I'm great, man. I'm great. I am I'm not a Swifty, so I'm not as pumped as everybody else is for this three days of Taylor Swift. Um, let's all hope she doesn't turn into Morgan Wall and then cancel the rest of her tour. Fingers crossed, everybody. Rumor has it he's going to rehab. Oh, that's a that's a deep story. He is uncancelable though. Like the guy literally can't get canceled after what he's been through. So he I, I don't know. Top two uncancelable people. Number one, Tiger Woods. Number two, Morgan Wall. Hundred percent. Um, but anyway, I digress. Back to lacrosse. Feeling good. My conference tournament picks. My conference championship picks. Guess what? I we picked this round of applause. Oh, this might have been back in January, Shane. I went five for nine in conference champions. You did in January. That's pretty damn good. If if I do have to say so myself, but. And nothing that matters now. Nothing matters now. Like you said, we're into May. This is May Madness. We've got, like you said, the best weekend. I'm literally going to sit. Well, unfortunately, I have to drive down to Virginia tomorrow afternoon. So I'll probably miss like the first two games. First one and a half. Well, and then on Mother's Day, unfortunately, my wonderful mother-in-law will have to see me sit on the couch and watch four games of lacrosse all day. Well, Luckily, you're not missing much in these first two games, um, but we will get to that. But number one, big weekend, and just for those listening, I went one for eight or one for nine in my picks for the conference champs, but I did have the four runner-ups. So, if so facto, we switch a couple things around here. I'd be getting these claps right now, but I'm the bigger man. Shout out to T. Absolutely crushed this one. Um very impressive, though, nonetheless. But looking at the slate, Saturday, May 13th, and, you know, Wednesday night we saw Marist get absolutely steamrolled by Delaware, which was an absolute beatdown, 25-10, to 10, almost broke the tournament record for goals in a game. Hopefully Delaware didn't use all their goals because they have a big task ahead, but we started game one. We have Virginia taking on Richmond, Battle of Virginia, 12 o'clock, high noon, ESPNU. Also, best part about college lacrosse, you, you lose the remote, doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. It on ESPNU. What you should do, if you're like me and you're going to somebody else's house, you're going to your in-laws' house, hide it. Just take hide it, it, put it on ESPNU, go put it down the toilet, shove it in, maybe, shove it in the maybe bathroom. A pocket, maybe a pocket, maybe a purse, maybe a bag. Just just shove it in the cracks of the couch. Nobody's going to find it. Ah, we have to watch lacrosse all day. Woo! Ah, we'll, just, ah, we'll just leave this on. It's fun. It's fine, guys. Don't worry. T, do you care if we change this? No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Just leave it. Just leave it. No, it's okay. Just leave it. But, but we get Virginia taking on Richmond. I, I don't like to go chalk, but I do think that this game is one of the ones that I, I don't think Richmond's defense is going to be able to keep up with Virginia's offense. I know from time to time these two teams play a lot, but these two teams played two months ago, and Virginia won 25 to 8. Yeah, I mean – Listen, there, it is not going to be like that. 
We, I think we all 100%, know that. 100%. It is not going to be a 25 to 8 game. I think the line is at like 8, and I'm going to pull it up right now. I think it's at 8. Um, with that being said, I think there's a good chance Richmond can cover that. I don't think they will, though. Um, I think UVA, I mean, the last time we saw them was, you know, taking down um, Notre Dame last Sunday, the 30th. Um, they get a weekend off to prepare for whoever they have coming here. And that's their old friends at Richmond, the Spiders. I I think these teams know each other well enough to know to uh, to not be tricked by anything. And with that being said, I think I think Virginia kind of takes care of business in this one. Uh, the, the, the thing that sits out to me is, Richmond, can they score 17 goals? Because that's what it's going to take to win. And, and I, don't I don't think I don't think they have that. I've I've seen them play live. They're they're a nice mid-major offense. They don't really have anybody that scares me that can shoot the shit out of the ball. They don't have anybody that can just absolutely take their defender to the rack one-on-one consistently. They have some nice poles, but they don't have enough poles to keep up with Virginia's midfield, let alone their attack. So for this one, I have the Cavs moving on. They're going to be up by maybe 12, and then Richmond makes a run late. But I have Virginia winning very easily. Hopefully it gives them time to rest up because they're going to be in a dog fight for the Elite Eight. But we move to the 230 slot. Notre Dame taking on Utah. I saw someone online. I forget who said it. But they were like, oh, like, this game's in it. Like Utah can definitely win this. They have, you know, six or seven guys with 20 goals on the year. Hey, moron, look at who Utah plays. Do you see anybody that looks like Notre Dame on that schedule? No, you fucking idiots. I don't think people understand. And like, I get there are upsets. I get things happen. Um, it's a single elimination. And like we know, and like we said all year, it's any given Saturday, any given day, a team can come out and lay an egg or any team can come out and be really hot. Um, but with that being said, if you look at the, if you look at division one lacrosse this year, it has been Duke, UVA, Notre Dame, and everybody else. And there has yet to be anybody to, that can prove to us that those three teams should not be at final four weekend. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at Utah's schedule, pounded by Del- or by Denver, lose to Vermont, lose to Hopkins, lose to Rutgers. All they have beaten this year, and they're on like a fucking 11-game winning streak. Bellarmine, Detroit Mercy, Air Force, Jacksonville, Robert Morris, Lindenwood, Mercer, Cleveland State, Queens, Bellarmine, and Air Force. If you take all of those teams' best players and put them on a team, I'm taking Notre Dame by five goals still. Yeah, I don't. I don't I, it's just like I don't know. I, I don't know why people think they want to have these conversations. The upsets are to be had, and we will get into that. There will be upsets in this in this first round, like there always is. There will um, be chaos. Games will be toast. Or games will be toast. Games will be close. Okay, they will be close. But I just there's just I think there's no world where Utah beats Notre Dame. There's just now. No. I'm not a big drinker myself. I might have seven cocktails during this game. That's how bored I'm going to be. Yeah, you're not a big drinker. Because I don't think there's no one on Utah's roster that can cover either Kavanaugh. And and that's the story of it. Like, you can't cover those two. Good luck stopping the rest. They, 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 they are the engine. They're, they're going to – here's what's going to happen. They're going to go up. They're going to 10-man Utah. 
Kavanaugh's going to fucking ride the shit out of them, get a couple goals in the in the ride, and the the wind will be out of their sails by the second quarter. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree with that at all. And then you, we're, the ferociousness of which this Notre Dame team plays, it matches up. Like Utah has no idea what's going to hit them; they just don't. But then we're going to get stuck with like the classic broadcast where they're like trying to be like talk about can this Notre Dame team be the first one to ever win the Natty, and like it's it's going to be it's going to be a snooze fest. I really do think that. Yeah, that's gonna be an unfortunate one. Maybe we let the maybe we let the, somebody change the channel during that game. We'll see. That, that's all I would say. That's two thirty. I that's such a prime time slot on a Saturday too. I really wish. I wish Sunday was a little bit. I wish we kind of flopped some of these games, but that's just me. Uh-huh. Um. Then looking ahead, we have Georgetown taking on Yale at five p.m. Happy hour starts. Do I say this is one of the better matchups of the weekend? Um, I think it'll be one of the closer games and definitely – well, actually, I don't know because you don't know what Yale team is going to show up. Like, that's what's so interesting about this team. Like, they have – on the roster, head to toe, they have a roster that can be in the Final Four. Easily. But you don't know which team is showing up. Like, you don't know if it's going to be the team that – you know, made it to the made it to the Ivy League championship, or if it's the team who played in the Ivy League championship, like it's and that, for that reason, on top of the fact that they're playing those those DC boys who are on some <laughs> hell of a win streak, two and a half, you're giving two and a half to the Hoyas who have been absolutely dominant since their start. Just get out of here. Get out of here with that. Yeah, I mean, Yale was my team to win the whole thing, so I'm I'm gonna take Yale just as I'm, I'm a ride or die. You know, I, I value I value loyalty in this world, T. And for me to for me to take Georgetown in this matchup would be an, an abomination of my character as a man. And for that, here come the fucking Bulldogs, baby! Give it to Brandau. Get Leo Johnson hot. Did you see Leo Johnson score that goal against Cornell and pat it, pat that dude in the ass? That was that was that cold was, blooded. I said that that should that is a lacrosse version of the Iverson step over. Yeah, yeah, that was that, is, that, that was a, so mean. That was that, so mean. That is tough, and you don't now, even like, know if that's his boy or anything. Like we don't know if they have history, but like if that's his that boy, is, it's funny. If he doesn't know that kid, way funnier. Absolutely. And I bet you I bet you it's the latter. I think if this attack can put it together and if their defense cannot give up a gazillion like they did to fucking Princeton, I think Yale has a shot. This this will be though, and you you can admit this, this is gonna be Georgetown's toughest game, I'd say, in maybe th- almost two months. Dude, I, I mean are you calling the Denver the Big East Championship against Denver an easy game? I mean it's 14 to 5. Yeah, because they made it 14 to 5. I know that, but like I I never thought Providence was good all year. We saw what happened to Loyola down the stretch. St. John's, Nova, who Loyola I thought was, was in the Patriot League Championship game. Okay, but still Loyola we talked about Loyola being a joke the last 7 episodes. Okay, okay. This, this team went to the wire with Marquette, the wire with Lehigh. They spanked High Point, and they and Richmond took them deep, and they beat Princeton. So you're, you're listing games in March. This is May. Hey, idiot. 
What I'm saying is that this Yale team would beat most of these teams that they've also beat. So I think this is going to be like a bigger matchup for them. We would, you, you would think Yale could do that. You would think Yale would beat all those teams. But like, do we know? Do we know if they will? Yes, they beat Yale. Beat Denver. I, I you know what? Get out. We'll, we'll just see what happens. See what. Let's see what happens. Taking the Bulldogs. Taking the Bulldogs. Yeah, and Yale Yale beat Denver by two, and Georgetown just beat okay, Denver you have, by fucking you have, nine. You have no affiliation with Georgetown. I went to fucking grad school at Yale. All right, so. Yeah, well, I just got accepted to the NBA program, so why don't you fuck right off? So that, so that also tough uniform matchup, both the same color blue and the same white and gray. I gotta, you gotta hope, I, you gotta hope both teams just got a full new uniform for the tournament, they and should. one of them's being, and and Georgetown's wearing all white, and the the Bulldogs are wearing blue. Like that's what you gotta hope for, unless this is gonna be a nightmare. You're right. Yeah, hopefully Georgetown and. You know, last year the loss to Delaware. Hopefully they can avenge that one. But I, I would also, though, going back to the two other games, I want to see Virginia. I think they're rocking, like, a lot of orange this weekend. Yeah, that's what I, it looks like. I want the white tops, orange shorts. I like the blue helmet. Call me – or the white helmet. I don't like Virginia when they were blue. I don't know. It's like, it's like when Syracuse wears blue. It's like just orange and white. Orange is the color. Notre Dame, just keep the keep the gold lids. I don't want to see the the don't give us the green. weird green shit. Yeah, get that out of here. Um, hopefully, like Utah and Richmond, you know, get some new uniforms. But speaking of, we are in May, T, and you can't spell Maryland without May. Technically, this is true. It's called. It's been the Maryland Invitational for the last decade. You know, college basketball, it's January, February, Izzo. This is March, April, Tillman. He's here every year. Yes, he is here every year. And there are so many reasons to believe that Maryland can be the team that won the national championship last year. There's so many reasons that they could, you know, pull something, a rabbit out of their out of a hat and go on a run to the national championship. With that being said, they probably have – the hardest road to get to that point. Oh, yeah. Matching up with Army in the first round is tough because there's one thing that Army is not going to do. They're not going to roll over. Right. So, I think this is also where I had a big issue with the seeding. I don't think Maryland should be the four. Where would you have them? So this team, and again, I know we take into consideration the, the larger body of work. For the season. Michigan beat this team twice. Hopkins beat this team once. And they beat Hopkins once. This Maryland team beat Penn State. Like, it's like the top three is the three-person Spider-Man meme. Like, we beat you, blah, 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 blah. The Nets four, though, like, like Michigan should have a home game. I think. No, I don't. I don't that. think. So. I don't think so. I think I don't have any problem with the seeding, dude. Maryland beat Virginia, okay, and in lost to Notre Dame by one. Right, but Mar- we're talking about the same Maryland team that lost to Michigan by nine in the championship, lost to Hopkins, lost to Michigan by four, lost to Notre Dame, and lost to Loyola. 
Like, I don't think this Maryland team is the, the Maryland team that we always see. Like, they're definitely – like, two of their wins were against Rutgers, didn't make the tournament. You beat Ohio State, whoop the fuck to do, Basil. Like, I just think winning your conference tournament and getting that extra game should weigh a little bit more considering what Michigan did the last four games. They beat Ohio State back-to-back, they beat Penn State, and then you beat Maryland. I, I don't disagree with you. I think there's a I think there's an argument to be made that Michigan can could be hosting a, a game. It's just tough like where you land that. And again, like you just said, it's about the body of work. Like Maryland's Maryland's out of conference schedule is pretty damn good. It is. Like, I, I give them that. I just think Mich- like, I think winning your conference, you should get like that should mean a little bit more in the seating. I, I get that, and especially winning because the Big Ten. Like, it's not like you're winning the Patriot League. Well, you're winning it. the CAA. If, if you're Michigan, winning the Big Ten. Do you put Michigan in if they don't win the Big Ten? Probably not. No. But you put Penn State in, and they didn't have to play the championship game, and they lost in the that, – that's just my rule. I think you should be rewarded for winning your conference. But, again, what do I know? I'm just some bald fucking club lacrosse coach. That's what all I right, am. Listen, with, that, with all this being said, I'm actually taking the upset here. I think Army is upset going alert. to up, I in, think Army is going to upset insert Rasta insert the horn. Um Army is going to upset Maryland. There's always one. There's could be two, but this is the one I'm going to take. I'm taking Army over Maryland. I just don't think I just don't think they're into it. I think like I I don't think they have the 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 leadership, not that they don't, not that, sorry, I shouldn't say that. They have the leadership, but I don't think those guys just like know how to turn it on. Yeah. All these I, guys I, that have been better playing in this game from the NCAA tournament on offense, they were all watching it happen on the sideline, not playing. Yeah. Like, like they all watched and like, like, I don't know if Zapatello is going to play or not. He's been out the last couple games and like that defense fucking needs him. But, if you're like a Maryland fifth year or even a senior, like, dude, you won a natty, you played in another natty, you went undefeated, you've done it. Like, is it, it's like the old, like, are you as hungry when you get to the top? Or it's like, what, it's like, there's one with like cotton sheets. It's like, um, or it's like, is it tough to wake up every morning when you're in like silk pajamas? Um, and get I have up and do no work. idea what you're talking about, but I get what you're saying. And, yeah, and you're like, right. Like if and, and we know when you get to this point in the season or when you get to this point in your career, it's just like, I've done it all, man. And like this is a grind and a half. As as a, a once um, rambunctious Chris Roy used to tell us, it's a fucking grind. Right. Um, and just dude, your fifth year playing college across, like you're, you're, you're pretty much done. Like, I don't a lot know if you want to keep going. A lot of miles on the body. You're beat to shit. Some of your friends graduated. Some of like the best guys on the team aren't there anymore who are like the glue guys on the team. Yeah. So I'm taking Maryland just for the sure sake of it's Maryland and it's May. And I think they locked the fuck in for this one. Also, just like with Army, and I know I've been kind of all over the place, but, you know, they, they beat Loyola in a tough game. They kind of cruise over Lehigh. That loss to BU might have been good for them. The loss to Cornell, very tight game. But then, like, Navy. But 
we even said it, the Patriot League wasn't that special this year, I thought. Um, so I don't know. I mean, in in, the, in Army's toughest games, really, like they they kind of folded, you could say. Yeah. But, not, but like UMA, a UMass, a one-goal swing with Rutgers, edging out Lehigh the first time, beating Navy and then losing to Cornell and BU. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if this – if there's an overtime game, it's it's going to be this one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think Army can definitely pull this off. So that brings us to Sunday. So we're both going UVA, Notre Dame, and then we're switched with Yale and Maryland and Georgetown and Army. Yes, sir. All right. Wouldn't want it any other way. Now, it's Sunday. It's Mother's Day. It's game seven, Boston, Philly. Big matchup there. Might have to get the two, TV, two TVs out at Moe's house for me. The Sixers blew it last night. Absolutely Disgusting. blew it. Well, Boston shot the lights out to start. You have to come back. You're up two or four minutes to go, and then Jason Tatum just turns into Larry fucking Bird out of nowhere. Well, dude, you had Jason Tatum at 0 for 11. That It's been over. He, Done. I know. Done. He got hot and classic and beating hard. And, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, but that puts us to Sunday, May 14th. High noon face-off, Hopkins, Bryant. I don't Bryant lucky to get out of the American East in an overtime game against Albany. I don't see the bolt. This isn't the same Bryant team where they had the dominant Fogo. The shot clock wasn't around. They played a fucking weird defense and they could make a run. I think Hopkins is battle tested. I also think the benefit for Hopkins is gonna be they haven't they haven't played in 10 days. They played Maryland back-to-back, kind of mailed it in the second time. It's only their third game in almost, you know, 21 days. These guys are going to be fresh. Yeah, I think I think it's like rest versus rust, like we always talk about. I think Bryant can come out and, like, stick it to Hopkins. I think as soon as Hopkins wakes up, this game gets out of hand. Um, there's not much to be said here. Like you said, Bryant was lucky to kind of get into the NCAA tournament. I think they were lucky to get past Binghamton and for – and for Albany to upset Vermont and then play an overtime game against uh, against Albany in the championship game, that I I mean this is this is Hopkins all the way. I don't see anything happening here. Yeah, and you know Brian's body of work, a lot a lot of lower mid majors. The the toughest team on their schedule to date. BU loss, Air Force loss. Albany win, Vermont loss, Brown win, Albany win. Yeah, I mean, it's just – I don't think they're tested. They haven't seen a team like Hopkins. And you're going on the road. Toughest road game you played all year was probably at Air Force and you lost. So, I, I don't see – I really just don't see Bryant doing much in this one. You know, they might go out 2 nothing. You know, boys are fired up, and then it, I think it just crumbles after that. Like you yeah. said, now I think this this is my upset this game right here, and I think all eyes should be on the two thirty slot, the Cornell Big Red, and the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan biggest improvement in college across this year, the biggest step 100%. as a program. Can't say enough about that. It feels like if this domino can fall, maybe we get another Big Ten team eventually. And with 
uh, what with Ohio State, Penn State, putting in the new lacrosse facilities. You know, is Maryland going to be next soon? Michigan's done it already. Rutgers is building it as we speak. Like, this was the domino that needed to happen. And if you're Cornell, what the fuck happened? I mean, I I'm not. So this is this is I I agree. This is the second game that can be an upset. Um, and there's certainly a possibility that Michigan can beat Cornell. And I think Michigan, like you said, has shocked the world. They're on a Cinderella type run. Um, they've always been tough, but I think they finally figured out the goalie position. That kid Shane Carr was never it for them. And they put in a freshman and he crushes it. This team has all the, all the confidence in the world. And I don't see why they can't go into Cornell and beat them. Um, with that being said, I think Cornell has a huge chip on their shoulder and something to prove after the Ivy League tournament. It, it is crazy how a team like Michigan, where you know they, they're they're doing the whole do like do we have a goalie? Do we not have a goalie? And it's like, dude, Shane Carlin, you're getting lit up, and you all of their pull- losses this year are are like fifty percent on the goalie. And I hate to say it because I, it's like it's not just the goalie that's the easy cop out if you're somebody who doesn't know lacrosse. And it's like, oh, the goalie can't make a save. Like this kid does not show up when the lights are brightest, and the freshman did. Dude, hundred percent. And like, he's at forty three percent in the year. The the hunter hunter Taylor's fifty four percent. Like, this kid came in there and held Maryland to fucking five goals. And, and insane. Insane. And granted, Maryland is not the same Maryland team that we talk about, but that is something. In a championship game, after being called in in the semifinals against Penn State, who was the one seed in the in the tournament. And I even think, you know, what what I like about Michigan's offense is they have uh, Boehm, Z- uh, Zawada, and Cohen all above 55 points on the year. So you kind of have that balanced – scoring across the board but when i look at cornell the gap from from cursed to coil to blake and then michael long is very concerning to me i agree i think i think it's that the cornell obviously has cj curse who's a tour top finalist you have billy coil who's like their second guy and then there's just a bunch another it's just another group of guys um and i think I mean, that plays in the michigan's hands i think michigan doesn't need to like Go all out. They can they can focus on two players and say make the rest of the team beat you. Um, and if they and if their goalie play stays stays hot and they they continue to produce on offense as they have, um, this is an easy easy upset. I don't even know. Some people might even might not, might not even call it an upset. Well, the, I think one of the bigger things we're missing is Michigan at the faceoff X. Like they're the they're the one team left that has a legit two-headed monster in Whitfield and Rowlett, both above 55%. Uh, Whitfield at 66%. Like, when you can throw a change of pace guy in there and kind of just throw a wrinkle into everything, like, we we saw it last year when Yale played St. Joe's. Like, they threw in the backup. Zach Cole wasn't ready for it. And, like, you're just yeah. throwing different guys at him, different techniques. And, you know, for a team like Cornell – Whereas, like, yeah, you know, if CJ has six goals, probably going to win. But if this defense, he's like, all right, if we get rid of him, 
it's our game. Absolutely. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the mission is stop cursed, and you're probably going to win. So, I mean, I, I'm taking Michigan. I, I think the victors are, are going to put on a show. Now, definitely the pregame jitter, the opening round jitters will be there. This Cornell team did go to the finals last year. They do still have Gavin Adler, number one pick in the draft. Shout out to other defensemen. Um, we'll touch on the draft at another point here, but yeah, I, I think Michigan's gonna. I think they're gonna pull the upset. I think I, I like I said. I don't think it's a bad pick. I'm taking Cornell. I think I like I said. I think they have something to prove coming out of the Ivy League tournament. I think they were. They've been in this in the discussion in like that top tier of teams all year, fighting with Penn State and Maryland and like those guys to see who can compete with the three big dogs this year. Um, and I think they can. Um, they just need to play to their potential. They haven't really done that to this point, and I think they're relatively inconsistent. But I think the loss in the Ivy League tournament kind of helps them in this situation. Whereas if they were to win the Ivy League tournament and go, be going to the NCAA tournament, I think they don't have that same drive that you would have expected in the first round, which is where Michigan could upset them. Dude, but if they, this if, is going to be a good game either way. If they won the Ivy League tournament, they're probably the four seed playing, maybe playing Princeton. Or actually, no, Princeton probably wouldn't have gotten in. Um, Yeah, Yale. Yeah, tough yeah. to tell. Maybe Denver's in now. Yale wouldn't have made it. You probably put Princeton against Georgetown. You give maybe Cor- you honestly maybe give Cornell the four or the five seed. Like it would, this loss dropped them back tremendously, and it opened up the door for a lot of teams. So, you know, if you're a team like Yale or even you know Princeton, like you should probably buy Cornell some beers if you see them this summer. You know, at Wharf the Shore when you're playing. But I think I think that one's kind of nuts. Then that brings us to the five o'clock Sunday. Maybe just took a dad nap. You know, it's still, you know, sunny out here, which will be nice. But Duke, Delaware. Delaware with J.P. Ward, Ty Kurtz. They know how to light up a score sheet. But Duke has Brennan O'Neill. I, and he, I think more importantly, Duke has Kenny Brower. Um, Stevenson. Stevenson. Like, this, the, the Duke defense, these polls – are not going to get fucked around with by uh, by Delaware. I think I think this is an easy game to say. Oh, Delaware just put a twenty five against Marist. Well, guess what? Marist ain't shit. Okay, hundred percent. Delaware should, Delaware should have kicked their ass. I don't think the this line is at plus six and a half, and I see can see Delaware covering that at five goals. Um. But I think Duke has control of this game for ninety percent of it, um, and I, my my pick is Duke to get to the national championship, definitely to make it to the final four. I think they have the easiest path playing, yeah, hundred percent Del- playing Delaware, an inconsistent Cornell, or like a up and coming Michigan team that does it hasn't been there, so they're not experienced. And then they well, go up against like a Penn State or Army or, or you know Maryland might be there Princeton like they have an easy road. Um, so, so Duke, Duke has maybe the best player in college across. They have first team All American faceoff man, which is going to be huge in a game like this. This game has probably one of the two matchups I really want to watch in Owen Grant taking on Brennan O'Neill. Like this is a future PLL matchup. This is. A first-round pick versus 
maybe the number one pick next year, you could probably say. And the other matchup is I want to see Will Bowen from Georgetown and Brandau go at it because I think Brandau's stock dropped a lot this year. Yeah. Um, so besides that, this is the matchup I really want to watch. Now, Delaware's pulled an upset before the guys on this team. But like you said, their polls from Duke are not the polls of the CAA. No, they're not. And they're not even close. When I look at Delaware, like, yeah, Kurtz and Ward, 84 and 83 points. That's good no matter what, man. You got to tip your cap to some degree. But when you go through this schedule that they've played, like, they didn't. They lost to Nova, which was the first real team they played. Then they lost to Michigan. They lose to Hopkins. Then they kind of have a cakewalk for a while. They lose to Towson. They beat Towson again. And then you play Stony Brook and Marist. Like, besides Hopkins and maybe Nova at the end of the year, they played one top 25 team. Like, and now you go from playing the number one team in the country. Like, good fucking luck. Listen, I think they're they're they can get up for that game. No two ways about it. I think they'll be I think they'll be ready for it. Um, I just I just don't see it like coming coming to suit. You do bring up a good point with the Owen Grant versus Brennan O'Neill matchup. It when Brennan O'Neill isn't kind of like going off, this Duke team doesn't really know what to do. Like like when they, yeah. when he gets shut down, it's kind of they you they quickly find themselves in game in closer games than they should be in. Um, with that being said, then he pulls a rabbit out of his hat and it puts up three goals in the fourth quarter or something like that and bring him, bring the team like past overtime again against the Delaware and the, or against the Denver God, I can't speak. Um, but like, you know what I'm trying to say? That's a matchup. Yeah. That if Delaware wins that matchup. They can see, I can see them upsetting Duke. I just. I don't think, and again, you know, Delaware going to travel down there, so they're you know they're probably they're probably there now. And even crazier though, it's like you look at Duke. If O'Neill isn't able to score, and he's like he's just going to facilitate, maybe. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this is a game where we see Dyson Williams with like a first first half hat trick. McAdory becomes the primary dodger. Ledman draws the pole, and it's like, oh well, we're just going to Balsamo, you know, catch and shoot it or Caputo like. They have so many dudes on this roster that can f- pick up the pieces almost, which is why I think they're good. Now, Helm in the net, I, I don't think he is going to be – I think he's probably the weakest point in this defense. I know he's at 52%, but, like, if Kurtz and – if Kurtz is – if they let him get his hands free at all, like, it's going in. I think, I think you bring, a good, bring up a good point. Duke's Achilles Hale is in that, and I think their national championship bid rides on him. Always has been. Shout out all, to Adler, Swiss cheese. <laughs> it's 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 all about the goalie position in this time of year. You usually need a hot goalie to to get through, and you need them to at the very least you need him to be consistent. And I don't know if I mean he's improved since he got there. Helm has. Um, yeah, but, but T, I mean, it's like I know they played Merrimack a week ago and they went fourteen to two. Like that scheduled game is a joke. I mean, just like, that one. But like they still gave up 15, 14, 12, and fourteen the last 
four I mean, games he got, he got pulled. He got pulled in the Syracuse game. Bonifetti went in. Yeah, so he's the Achilles heel. If if Delaware can get up on him, I just don't think that they're going to be able to get free shots off against these poles. Like, these kids are, you know, they're either first-team All-American, they're honorable mention, they're third-team. Like, this Duke roster's loaded. Loaded. So, for that, I'm, I'm taking the Blue Devils. Um, and then I think this is the other really good matchup is a little Jersey, Pennsylvania, Princeton, Nerds, Penn State, We Are, Party Animals, 7.30 Sunday night. This is kind of like the witching hour because the diehards will be watching. They sure will. After a um, marathon day. And I'm, this to me is like, like you said earlier, what Cornell team do we see? What Princeton and what Penn State team do we see? I don't think we shouldn't be overlooking Penn State because they lost to a hot Michigan team. Um, they've been they've been good all year. They really have. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think how the bracket plays out in the in the in the first round will t- if if let's say Penn State were to win, um, if they get through this round, they could easily get make it to the to the uh, Memorial Day weekend. Um, but I think this might be their toughest test right off the bat. This I really, really like watching this Princeton team play. They are extremely fast. They are very quick. They're very agile. They move the ball with extreme haste. They have a very, very good goalie. And to me, that's kind of like the recipe that you need to pull off an upset, an upset against a Penn State team, but also a recipe to like, be a Cinderella story headed to headed to Final Four weekend. This is this is a two and a half point line. Um, my gut tells me the safe pick is Penn State, but my gut tells me this is going to be an upset and Princeton is going to win. Yeah, I mean, if you're Penn State and you're like you're praying, I th- I think Penn State goes. We beat this team. We're going to beat Maryland, and we're gonna we're gonna play Duke in the Final Four. Absolutely, with a chance to play UVA or Notre Dame. Real so. I think looking at the bodies of work, because I do think, you know, the cream rises. You are what you are throughout the entire year. I'm a firm believer in that. Relating right. it back to St. Joe's, what would an episode be without that? Our goalie play lacked all year, and in the biggest game of the year, we couldn't get stops. So with that being said, I look at Princeton and I go, okay, you beat two cupcakes to start. You kind of get kicked around a little bit by, you know, two tournament teams, two bubble teams. You beat a tournament team. You beat a not really a bubble team. You lose to a bubble team. You beat two cupcakes. You lose to a tournament team. You get revenge on a bubble team, and you beat a tournament team. I think this game's a toss-up in my opinion. I think Princeton, though, is kind of playing pretty hot right now. Like that Yale game, like those dudes were celebrating big time. I know they escaped Penn, which is tough. They lose to Cornell by one, but it's like, you switch that. You switch the first Cornell and the first Penn game and the and the one Rutgers game, and this team might even be might be hosting a home game. Yeah, if you switch were, a couple, they were a top ten team first week, I think. Or I think yeah. they, they were they were creeping up towards the top of the polls. Um, I mean, McKeezy, he he's there. I mean, if if he. Now, I, I think he's going to get matched up with Posey, which is going to be a, a really cool matchup to see mm-hmm. because um, McKeezy's a little 
he, I think he's very dynamic as a player. And I think Posey wants to just be physical, roughy up like Tucker Durkin used to back in the day. Yeah. But man, dude, if it, I mean, Princeton scored 19 goals against Yale. Like, yeah, the Yale defense. I don't think they're anything to you know write home about. Now, Penn State, very balanced. Malone, the trainer brothers, went golf, Long, and Jordan. You know, very balanced attack. Does Princeton have enough guys to match up six on six against them in the box? That I, I don't know offhand. But Penn State's been through a pretty tough gauntlet themselves. Yeah, they they have a strong strong schedule, especially in the Big Ten. Um, I think Princeton's been here before, though, man. They went. They went to the. They have Final been here last year. They have been here before, and I think they have the ability. Like I said, they have ability to win. This is one of those games that I'm going to really be excited to watch. They're, they're um, almost like, in my opinion, they're like the forgotten Ivy team every year. I think it's they like, are. I think, dude, you always you wonder what they would have been like if Michael Sowers was there for his last year. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he ended up getting. I mean, Prince got the last laugh the next year. I mean, they both went to the Final Four, respectively. Right, exactly. But like, but, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he put them on like the, him put, on that team. Like, he put them on the map. But even like, you always just hear it's like Cornell, Penn, Yale. Granted, just Yale's done it, but like Harvard always gets more hype. We always hear a little bit about Brown. And, like, even this year, it was, like, Dartmouth was getting some love. It's like, yo, Princeton was in the Final Four last year. Like, it's a good team. Um, I'm, I'm going to take Princeton, man. I think that last game, I think they have so much heat right now. Um, and they're playing just with a lot of confidence. And I think Penn State losing this last game is going to be super tough. Yeah, I mean, I think I, it's, it's kind of the same situation with Cornell. Like, Penn State now has a chip on their shoulder. Like they didn't have to go through practice this past two weeks or this past week talking about how, you know, they just won the Big Ten tournament and those guys are feeling good and then the NCAA tournament with who they who they like you said, they have an opportunity to play Duke in the final four and go against Notre Dame or UVA in the national championship. Like they're not thinking about that now because they lost the big in the Big Ten tournament. They have to take this game this week, this tournament one by one week at a time. Yeah, and again, Penn State, same status of it, um, where they're going to be, you know, number one, they're going to play, you know, they've played on the 21st, and then, you know, after that, they didn't play the 28th, they played Michigan, lost, gave up 17 goals, and now you wait another 10 days to play Princeton, so I think this is going to be the real test of Russ versus Russ, because they played Michigan twice in in roughly a month, won one, lost one, and they beat Rutgers. Like, I, I think it's going to be very. I just, I think this Princeton team, like that game on on Sunday, was a huge confidence boost for them. Hundred percent. I um, I think another thing that might help uh, Penn State in this case is like they're going up against a team that doesn't really know them. Um, when you look at their Big Ten schedule, like they 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 those teams know each other. That's where that's where upsets are supposed to happen. That's where you know that's how Michigan pulls things off when you split with their you know you play them back to back like that. Like that's where that's where something like that happens where Penn State loses. I think Penn State has an advantage given that Princeton hasn't played them this year, and they're also I think they're not undefeated at home, but they might as well be. Um, they are very good at home, um, and they have they're hosting this Princeton team. So I think I'm taking Penn State. I wouldn't be surprised if Princeton won, though. Yeah, I mean, Penn State at home, 
I mean, undefeated, like you said, like yeah. the one and you know the one time if they I think if they play because they play Marquette out of neutral site, I think they win that if that's home. So yeah, I didn't even take that in consideration. I always forget that these games are at the higher seeds place, which I think is right. But I think it would be cool if they if there was like a, a neutral site all four games all day. Yeah, I think you have to give some advantage to the teams that add more teams that play well. No, add more teams. No, you have to give some. You have to give advantage to the teams that have performed well enough to be ranked and to host a game. I I agree with you. It is nice that the quarterfinals are at a neutral site. It's nice that all these you know later on in the tournament they're playing at a neutral site. But you have to give some advantage to a team that's better in the regular season. You just have to. No, I mean, pr- pretty spot on. So. My so your my elite eight is I have Duke and Michigan, I have Princeton and Maryland, I have UVA and Yale, and I have Hopkins and Notre Dame. And you have um, yes, you have Duke, I have yeah. Duke, Cornell, Penn State, Army, Notre Dame, Hopkins, Georgetown, and UVA in the elite eight. It's gonna be fun. It's uh, like you said, best best weekend of college across right here. Um, now you just can't beat it. Now next week we'll do a little bit more PLL recap, maybe two episodes next week. Well, we'll see, we'll see. I'm, I got to dude. I got to drive down to Texas. Also I'm driving true. down to Texas on Monday. We might be we might be doing this from the car. Yeah. Should I should I call you guys up uh, in my landmarks? I hit Memphis. I hit Little Rock, Arkansas. I yeah. hit Nashville, Tennessee. I'm yeah, going to we'll hit do. Dallas, Texas, on my way to South Lake, Texas. Each stop, call me. We'll do 10 minutes, and then we'll let you keep – when you're filling up. <laughs> when I hit the gas station? Yeah, we'll just fill up. Um, I like that. But that will wrap it up from this episode. Very interesting to see what we're going to have here. Um, overall, I think it was a very fun regular season. Conference tournament, I think it was pretty – pretty. I think standard, but I think we're at a, a point in the season now where – Outside of the big three in college across the ACC, this is a wide open sport now. And Absolutely. it's great to see, you know, we have, and let me just double check here, but, oh crap, I had it pulled up. Dang it. Um, don't go anywhere. If you're still listening. Shout out if you are still listening. Um, you know, we have ACC, A10, ACC, A Sun, Big East. Ivy, Big Ten, Patriot League. Like it's it's the Big Ten and the ACC really cemented themselves this year. And the Ivy League, I think a lot of people are happy that it's only three teams in there. But you know, if you're a uh, if you're a Big Ten fan, you guys got Hopkins, Michigan, Maryland all in there, and Penn State, which is big. And even the ACC, Duke, Virginia, and Notre Dame, like. UNC is clearly a tier below. I absolutely. I think UNC is a tier below. Um, you know, we'll see how these teams come out next year. But like I said, I think it's the the three big dogs: Duke, Notre Dame, UVA. Who's going to be that fourth team that wants to uh, wants to compete with these guys? Well, that'll wrap it up from the beautiful state of Pennsylvania. T, always a pleasure, and enjoy the games this weekend, everybody. Cheers.